What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright. And this week, let's do this. Let's do this, guys. You, several, um, it's been brought to my attention, several guys have found this podcast um, at a time where they're not really at a, at a, a good point. You know, what am I talking about? I'm talking about breakups. There's a lot of guys who have, and this really means a lot to me. They reach out and they go, you know, I I found your podcast um, right as I was going through a really difficult breakup with my girlfriend uh, or a really difficult divorce with my spouse. And I just want you to know how helpful it's been for me just kind of re-identifying, you know, who I am and rebuilding, recovering from that. And it's, uh, it's weird. It's one of those things where it's not really been the intention of the podcast, but I guess, you know, if I'm being honest, that, that kind of thing's what really started my transformation. You know, I, I hit that low point from just kind of a, successive barrage of, of breakups, you know, um, and even just really shitty dating attempts, uh, at getting to meet somebody new and then just getting massively, uh, disappointed in either my behavior towards a new person or their behavior towards me. And, um, it took a lot you know, to really just finally realize, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I'm in, I'm in some control here and I want to do something different. Right. So like there's something in me that's choosing people that aren't ending up in productive, healthy relationships. You know, what is it about me that's attracting that? that's an honest question that we need to ask. And I, and I don't think that there's many of us that ask that, especially there's a lot of guys. Look, man, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I've been the one that's thrown around that term. Like, Oh, you know, she was crazy. That's code for, I don't really understand what happened, but I don't want to take responsibility for any part that I might've played in the, the drama or the dysfunction. And instead I'm just going to kind of pick out the points where, she reacted um, either in a warranted way or an unwarranted way, but I just don't want to see how I played any kind of role in that. So um, it's, I mean, that's the truth. So sometimes, unfortunately, you might stumble across somebody who, who does struggle with their emotional or mental health and uh, you know, that's not something to make fun of, but sometimes it can cause a real rift to where it's just not going to be compatible, you know, but I mean, guys, don't like, don't throw it in the face of your ex if they happen to be struggling with something like that. Or if, you know, you just, you, you got some totally, um, differing attachment styles and that friction brought out some bad sides more than the good sides of each other because you can have two people and you 
you can have the other person be like, oh man, they're crazy. Like there's all kinds of crap going on with them. But then they could they could be with somebody else or you could be with somebody else. It could be a totally different story. Like it could be a totally different version of yourself that shows up in that different relationship. So it's it, it's not always necessarily like they're the constant, you know, the common denominator. But some cases that's, you know, I mean, it's true, but it's probably much less likely than what we've built it out to be statistically. Um, you know, there's got to be some accountability and a, a ownership, you know, that takes place. There's got to be a real look in the mirror because you can be that guy. I've been this guy before. I kept, you know, I kept thinking if I changed the players, if I changed the scene, then the outcome would be different. And the outcome was never different. The only constant was me. I was still there. I was still the one experiencing the crap. So um, be that as it may, it forced me into this phase of growth and learning. And and I'm, I'm thankful for it, honestly, because had it not occurred, right, like I'd probably still be drifting through life with a partner who was also drifting through life because there was no, no real ongoing spark that, that propelled us forward. We were merely existing and there was no real desire to recapture that spark. I mean, there, there would be some attempts like here and there, but it was like super short lived and often disappointing to both of us. And, um, you know, without that, wake up call, you know, of going through those breakups and ending those relationships and even just the really crappy failed dating attempts where you got people that are ultimately just like, they don't know what they want. They just know they want somebody and that's a recipe for disaster. So if, if there's any kind of advice I hope to impart, um, in this episode for you guys, cause I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm still figuring out as I go along, but I'll tell you what doesn't work. (laughs) And sometimes that's the best advice you could get. What doesn't work is when you're dating somebody just because you're lonely, right? So if you guys are back on the market, don't do things the way you've done them before. Do it differently. Meaning take an honest assessment and go, can I be okay without this person? Right? Do I need this person? Um, what am I? What am I trying to use this person for? Meaning, am I trying to establish like a genuine connection? Right? Because I feel like I've got a lot to share, and I hope to find somebody who also has a lot to share, and then hopefully we can add value to each other's lives. You know, as we as we grow alongside each other. Guys, if the intention is like, she's hot, you want to get some, um, it's somebody you can brag to your friends about, um, you know, you're afraid if you don't jump at the opportunity that some other guy's going to, and she seems too hot to let her go. Um, you know, if here's, here's another one to, to be on the lookout for. And guys, we're guilty of this too. So always self-assess here. You know, am I looking for these potential red flags? And then also am I portraying them myself? If, If the personality 
seems way too good to be true. And they check all the other boxes. Just know, sometimes, it's not every time, but something to just be on the lookout for is what are they trying to cover up? Right? Just like magicians. You know, there's all this fancy stuff going on over here. Meanwhile, you can't see what's happening on the other hand. That's where the real trick's occurring. So I say that because I'm, I developed a personality trait, you know, uh, my style of personality being very um, outgoing and, and kind of charismatic, I guess, somewhat of a smooth talker, really, um, really good at able to read people and then kind of tailoring the conversation to that. I mean, I, I was covering up for a massive insecurity where I felt really unhappy with myself. And so therefore I was always just trying to see like, who could I impress the most and how many could I impress? And so it became a numbers game and, you know, I couldn't really be trusted, right? Cause it was like, well, if I could flirt and get this one, then I can flirt and get that one. And while I don't want to do anything about it, I just want to see if I can, you know, if I can get them to flirt back, that was stupid, you know? Um, but just, just know that like women aren't immune to this either. There's a lot of them that can develop really intoxicating personalities and they're covering up for some really dangerous problems like unhealed wounds that, um, you know, they, they're addicted to attention from men or they are serial cheaters or, um, just incapable of being honest, just serial liars. So just know that people are capable of that male and female due diligence is going to be key going forward when it comes to dating somebody. Dating's a nightmare. It's a freaking disaster. It really is. The best advice to consider here is stop looking. Honestly, stop looking. If you're at a point where you're still kind of fresh off a, a split, stop looking. This is time you need to spend by yourself for yourself. You've got to be able to reestablish who you are. You got to be able to identify the areas that you need to grow. You need to be able to identify the wounds that you have that continually bleed onto other people uh, unintentionally because it's just shit you never dealt with. Right. And so we end up taking it out on our partner. You want to stop ending in the same type of relationship that ends in the same way. You've got to stop starting them the same way from a place of kind of self-neglect and ignorance. So guys, figure out where your wounds are, clean them out, cover them, you know, like heal them. And then continually focus on yourself. Then see now that you're healed, where are you going? Where do you want to go? What's it going to take for you to get there? Not here's where I want to go. And then maybe I can, sweet talk some new new chick into coming along with me because it sounds really good and it's really impressive and I've got big goals. Nope. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way because one, that'll throw you off course. You can't keep going forward if you're continually looking off to the side. That's how you end up in a wreck. <laughs>
That's where you got to take time for yourself to establish whatever your personal mission is. You might not even know what it is. Just pray for the wisdom and the discernment to see it when it hits you. All right, spend that time to grow closer to God, grow closer to yourself. Spend more time with family and friends who genuinely care about you, not about what you can do for them. Get rid of the need for attention. Be very selective with who you want to give you attention, meaning those close people that you can trust with everything. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up in the lights, the flashing lights and the glamour, the glitter. Oh, I'm doing something. Now I've got all these people paying attention to me and they seem to love me for just killing it and how I'm doing so great. Those will be the first people to leave you. Those will be the people who, you know, when they know that you're always at a, a certain type of event and, you know, whenever you see each other, they're like, oh my God, you're so, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Like, let me pick your brain. You're so awesome. And then like, if you don't go to that kind of event, like the next year and the next time it's held, not a single one of them will reach out to you. Not one single person will ask you, hey man, where were you? Why weren't you here? How's everything going? Not one of those people will do that. Just prepare yourself. You're going to lose a lot of people by shedding that old layer of yourself. You're going to have to mourn the loss of that person you thought you were. I'll be honest with you. It's tough. You're going to find out that you're going to be constantly looking for things to distract you, people to distract you. I can't, I can't sit here at the house and be alone by myself. Well, that's a red flag. That tells you that's something you got to dig into. Spend that uncomfortable time with yourself. I'm telling you, it is the best thing for you. Because that's what's going to point you in the direction of the wounds that you need to heal. And then actively work on healing them. Get help if you need it. Identify where it comes from. What's that childhood you know, crap that unknowingly was kind of put upon you? that led to the way you handle all your relationships, right? Are you super guarded and you don't really give much? You're pretty shallow, superficial. There's not much depth. You're afraid of being vulnerable. Figure out where that comes from. And then I'm telling you this, like, again, in, in the vein of going different direction the next time, Be, be choosy, right? Like be selective, see who's worth your time. If you find yourself feeling like you've got to vie for their time to sell them on you, bro, keep looking, <laughs> keep looking, right? Keep looking. And if they seem like they're already sold on you and they're, and they're trying to like push to sell you on them, have discernment, right? Pay attention. What's the rush? What do they need out of this? What are they trying to get out of this? What's their dating history? What's their relationship history? What's the real story? You know? Oh, their ex was an asshole that screwed them over? Really? Just like in your experience, there's three sides to every story.
There's his side, her side, and the truth. So just be aware of that. Be cautiously optimistic. But then once you've you've kind of checked those boxes, you know, here's somebody that seems self-sufficient. They've got their own drive and, and vision for their life. Their values align with my values. You know, they're cautiously optimistic as well. Then start to be like, start to really open up. Not saying that you got to keep a, a shield up, you know, don't withhold yourself from them. Otherwise you're never gonna get that chance. Like you've got to share some vulnerability at the start. Just don't give them your life story. Like don't give them the full details of all the things, like the ways that you've been hurt before and, and what you're really looking for and all that kind of stuff. Just kind of see what plays out, but, but still be honest about who you are, if that makes sense. Don't try to sell them on somebody that you're not. Be very clear about who you are and, and what you're about. But again, just, just be careful because some people want to take some of those little nuggets and details that you give them. And then they want to make sure that they're everything that you tell them that you're looking for in a partner. And then next thing you know, they're fucking you over, right? Because they knew exactly who you were looking for, sold you on that person, and then dropped the mask. So just, just know that. Okay. Second, I mean, like a, a secondary point that I want to make too. consider the source of where you're finding these people. Like if you're meeting them out at a bar or at a party, you know, or somewhere where you don't really trust their circle or kind of the the commingling of friends or acquaintances or whatever, then probably not going to be a, a great idea to want to get to know that person more. You know, we all tend to run in packs. We all tend to run with what we're most like. And if, you know, you got that, that person or that friend or the acquaintance that you're like, I'm not really sold on them. You know, there's something kind of about them, but, oh, their friend's really hot. She seems into me. So I think I'm going to try and date her. Just be aware. There's probably something off there too. And cause you'll find out. So again, look to be open with dating people in that same type of environment that you want to be a part of as well. You know, where, you know, hopefully people are trying to be their best version of themselves. Um, you know, that could be a, a work related type of thing, not, not necessarily working together. You definitely do not shit where you eat. Do not. It's a bad idea. Um, but similar professional type of mindset, similar aspirations or spiritual uh, values, you know, whether it be the same type of church setting or something like that. Um, just consider the source of where you're finding these people, I'm telling you. So, you know, I, we could probably get a lot more in detail with this, right? But the main things if if you're in that dating pool again guys and you're not wanting to make the same mistakes 
spend a lot of time with yourself first. Even like you're going to have women that will reach out to you and want you to try and go out with them or get to know you more. Just politely decline for a while. Because if you know you're not where you need to be, just trying to get a little bit of attention or, you know, just trying to get a little lucky or whatever, like that's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. That's, that's not helping you grow in your power. Right. So focus on yourself, heal your wounds, rediscover your values and and your direction that you're wanting to go in and then actively work on that. Like build that dream, make it happen. And then, you know, you'll kind of, your bullshit detector will be a little bit more refined, you know, because you won't be coming as much from a place of desperation. And you're, you're going to be a lot more selective because by that point, you start to build up, you've built up some momentum. And then you're going to be able to identify who else has kind of built up some momentum themselves. And that's who I need to probably entertain the thought of getting to know better. But that time alone is so crucial because one, it's going to keep you from getting hurt again. But just as important, it's going to stop you from hurting somebody else. Right, just because you're lonely and you wanted some attention. That's that's not how we break the cycle of just unhealthy relationships that produce toxic environments that lead to damaged children because we were lonely and didn't think we could do better. Something to think about, guys. So this is my attempt at some dating advice. Uh, and the, the best advice is don't jump back into dating yet. Just don't. Spend that time to get to know yourself. Um, because the relationship that you have with yourself and that you have with God are the only relationships that will last. It's the first one you had and it's the last one that you'll have. And if you don't have that down, no other relationship that you have is going to work, like be healthy or successful. You can be miserable and make something work for a long time, but that hurts them, that hurts your kids, that hurts yourself. It's not what we want. All right, guys, that's all I got for this week. If you want me to do an episode that kind of goes a little bit more in depth in terms of like... Uh, dating scenarios or, you know, particular red flags or green flags or things just to kind of be cautious about, uh, let me know, you know, let me know, hit me up on, uh, on the email inbox, becoming a better man podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send me your ideas. I'd like to kind of hear, cause it's, it's been a little while since I've been in the dating pool. Um, but I'll tell you just from my experience, it's, uh, Ooh, it's, it's a shit show. Like if you go into it thinking that you're still, you know, 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, because that's not the same world anymore. And it's totally different. And just buyer beware across the board, buyer beware. No one is what they try to let you know they are.
And that's you included, unless you work on yourself. So, guys, that's it. As always, love you, brothers. Let's work on being the best version of ourselves possible. But it's only possible when we take that hard look in the mirror, spend that time with ourselves. Then, and only then, we'll be ready to incorporate somebody else into the fold so they can come alongside with us and have a, a, a more aligned, healthy relationship. Because we've got one with ourselves. All right, guys. See you all next week. Until then, peace.